What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of D'Lo Speaks. If you haven't already, you can follow me on my podcast page at D'Lo Speaks. If you would like to be a part of an episode, you can hit me up in the DMs or on the timeline. It doesn't matter. You can hit me up on the podcast page or you can hit me up on my personal page at Ask Me Sucker. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, y'all? I'm finally back with another episode. I know it's been a long time, but you know, whenever you trying to do episodes or think about topics, it don't really be nothing going on. And nine times out of ten, you got to find something. But I would like to touch on a couple of stuff that, you know, I saw the other day or whatever the case is. Um, But first, I do want to start with Nikki... Minaj versus Tracy Chapman with the whole legal battle. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know. Um, if you don't know or haven't been keeping up with the situation, basically back in 2018, Tracy Chapman um, was suing Nikki for sampling a song that she didn't clear. Um, so basically, the song that Tracy is suing for is her original song called Baby Can I Hold You. Nikki sampled it and wanted to use that song on her Queen album and the title of her song that she was making was called Sorry. And from Nikki's understanding, she thought that Shelly Thunder was the originator of that song. And got wind that it wasn't and she learned that it was actually Tracy Chapman's song Baby Can I Hold You so after learning that you know she took the right steps to go and try to get it cleared or whatever the case is and Tracy kept refusing so then lo and behold of course it got out it got leaked DJ um Flex played it on the radio. Nikki wasn't for it at all. She told him not to play. He did it anyway. Like, he wouldn't listen. My thing is, you already know that it's not on the album. You already know that it's scrapped. Why would you play it? And, of course, if you're going to sue, they're going to go after the person with the money. So, for that whole long time, ever since 2018 up until now, um... You know, it finally came to an ending result that Nikki won because it wasn't copyright infringement. And she won under the Fairs Act. Now, for anybody who's not really familiar with the Fair Use Act, and just in simple, you know, simple terms, it's basically like... It gives you the the opportunity to have freedom of expression when finding a beat or whatever the case is to pretty much show the world your gift. So basically, you can get on any um, unlicensed. Well, the song is going to be licensed because, you know, it's going to go through the person who created the song. But you can get on that song. You can make mixtapes from it and not profit off of it 
you can freestyle off the song and not um and not profit off of it. It's just basically giving you fair use or permission to get on a record and just express your art. That's just the simplest terms for it. And if you think about it, Nikki did just that. She did what any artist does. They get on a beat. If they want to sample it, they're going to get on the beat. They're going to experiment. If they like it, they're going to take the proper steps that they need to do to find that person who's the originator and try to get it cleared as a sample. Nine times out of ten, the person to clear it, but you do have those cases where they won't clear it. And I'm glad that Nikki won that part of, you know, the legal battle. But of course, we still have the other part, which Tracy and her lawyers and um, her team wants the part about Flex, how he ended up with it. They want that to be taken to a grand jury. Now, this is my thing. What I don't understand. If you already seen well first you're demanding text messages because you feel as though she sent it to him but if she said that she didn't do it why can't y'all take her word for that why do you want to keep pushing that we see text messages that proves nothing then flex got into it and he's denying that nikki sent it to him as well so if she didn't send it and he said that she didn't send it. That part, in my opinion, should be thrown out. But I get it. This is how all of these legal battles go. They're going to push it out as far as they can, no matter how much brick walls they run into. They want to make sure that they don't skip any loopholes or whatever the case is, and I get it. But if he's saying that she didn't send it to him, then you should take his word for it and you should also take Nikki's word for it. Now, me personally, and it's just me, but I feel like her old management team are the ones who may have sent it to Flex. That's just me. Because they were like they they did Nikki wrong <laughs> a lot of times. And she even addressed that there were snakes in the camp. She got a whole new team. She had to let them go. At the end of the day, if they were the ones that sent it, it's messed up that she had to go through this legal battle because of they BS. But at the end of the day, I do hope that she wins that part as well, because the whole copyright infringement part, like if she didn't win that, like that was going to be the biggest downfall in hip hop. And people don't understand that. That's why I'm kind of surprised that not a lot of people are speaking up or talking about the fact that she won this copyright infringement lawsuit. Because if she had lost, think about how many new artists would not have the opportunity to express themselves fairly or freely when it comes down to their art because of copyright infringement. If you're using someone else's beat from an original song and you're expressing yourself and you're not profiting off of it you should be allowed to do that 
But if Tracy had won and you weren't allowed to do that, like, music would have taken the biggest hit ever. But what I don't understand is that people often don't look at the fact that they always downgrading Nikki. They always trying to play her. They always comparing her to other females who aren't even on the same level as her. But when she does something for hip hop like this and when it's always crickets, always. Now, she won under the Fairs Act, and I will provide the link from the article that I read um, on the Fairs Act. But whenever you're in a legal battle and it's considering copyright infringement, they're always going to look at four factors when assessing the Fair Use Act just to see if you qualify under that act. Because if you don't, then it's a possibility that you're going to lose your case. But the four factors when assessing fair use is a use that transformed the original work in some way is more likely to be fair use. Nonprofit use is more likely to be considered a fair use than profit. Shorter excerpt is more likely to be fair use than long one. And a use that cannot act as a replacement for the original work is more likely to be a fair use than the one served as a replacement. Now, all four of those factors, Nikki fell under every last one of them. And we got to think back all the way to her mixtape days. She fell under all four of those factors. And that goes to show that when Tracy first wanted to sue Nikki on this, she had to make sure that she came correct on her side because Nikki ain't no dummy. And she's not going to go in no legal battle and not have her ducks in a row. Nikki been doing this. She been doing music. She been understand or understood what took place in the music industry to keep you from having to go through these legal battles. So what made Tracy think that Nikki was going to lose that part of that battle? When all her mixtapes were pretty much like freestyles to original songs that she has not made a profit off. You don't see it on no streaming services. You don't see her out here promoting it, trying to to get big money off of it, especially when she haven't gotten those songs cleared. And if Nicki had lost, hip-hop probably would have taken the biggest hit because we are already in a position now where these new artists aren't creating songs that are sticking. Everything is just a spur of the moment. And you would think during this pandemic, a lot of people, well, a lot of artists would be trying to hone their craft, trying to figure out ways or do certain things to just kind of like be true artists, be the big next thing, or just even if you don't want to be the big next thing, show us that becoming an artist was your true passion. But we're not getting any of this. And if Nikki had lost, we definitely wouldn't have gotten it because a lot of them would not be able to give us enough of them to stick around. 
because you got to understand a lot of these artists are sampling a lot of music where the sample is what's carrying them they're not carrying themselves and that's sad like you cannot be an artist and expect people to include you in certain conversations when you can't even provide us with enough art to show that you're here to stay. And that's not even trying to bash nobody. That's just the honest truth. It, it takes it takes a lot of hard work to show and to do certain things when it comes down to music. And a lot of artists that came out in like the 2010 era, like you got Nicki, Drake, Kendrick, Big Sean, J. Cole, you know, just a lot of artists that came out during that time, they they pretty much showed that, yeah, we had J. Cole, I mean, Jay-Z, Eminem, you know, just so many other big name artists that came before us. And they still sticking around even in our decade. But we're going to show them that, you know, we the new new. And we're going to do what we need to do in order to make it big in this industry. And also show that we had a passion in music. And that's what they did. And all those artists that came out in that 2010 era, even if they were blackballed or, you know, whatever the case is, the listeners still gonna stick around and listen to every project that they drop because they gave us nothing but classics when they when they first debuted it and they haven't stopped grinding since but now we got the artists who are too busy or too focused on the material things the money um just just your appearance like I mean, I get it. All of it is a part of being in the industry and you got to uphold that. But don't let that be your drive. If you're going to do music, let the music drive you to become the best artist that you can be so that people could take you serious. But if you can't do that, then you're not going to last. And I know this is a little bit off subject, but I saw a video where JT was on Instagram you know, saying how people was coming for the city girls and different things like that. And then I saw a tweet where she was like, she about to stop doing music, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, this is what I mean. Like, if you're going to constantly come in the music industry and get upset when somebody make an opinion about you and you don't like what they said, then guess what? This is not for you. Like, you might as well go ahead and stop. And... At the end of the day, you got to have thick skin for stuff like this. That's why artists like Nicki and Drake and J. Cole and Kendrick and Big Sean and Wale and all different ones. That's why they stick around so long. They might rant. They might say how they feel on certain songs or, you know, things that is not done fairly. However, they still continue to make music and do what they love. But these new artists, they can't do that because they're too busy focused on the material things. To get back on topic, like I said, I'm glad that Nicki pretty much won that part of that battle because it gives artists the opportunity to continue to be free on these tracks and not profit off of them. 
Like we we have to see something from y'all in order to continue to listen to y'all. That's how you gain your fans. So at at the end of the day, you know, congratulations to Nikki on winning that part of um the lawsuit and I hope that she wins the other part if it just so happens to go to the grand jury because at the end of the day like I said before if she said that she didn't send it to him and Flex said that she didn't send it to him then that part should be thrown out and it's just a loss for Tracy I think that she should have just cleared the sample and just profit off of it that way but she didn't clear it. Nikki scrapped it off the album. And that was just a done deal. Let it go. That's how I feel about it. But I will be providing the link to the Fair Use Act. And I will also be providing the article um, or an article on um, the lawsuit against Nikki so that y'all can read up on it and, you know, possibly give your input on it. But I'll be back with my next topic. So with this topic, I'm not going to stay on it long because I don't have no drive to even speak on it because I don't really find interest in it because I knew it was going to happen anyway. Um, This is not me even speaking bad on it or, you know, wish that it would have happened. However, this whole Cardi B and Offset divorce, it was not far-fetched. I knew it would have happened eventually. And the reason I say that is because of how it happened. First of all, ever since Cardi mixtape days, when her and Offset was on Lick, together I was like okay this isn't far-fetched either like I feel like they're gonna end up starting um you know talking and they started talking so of course as time went on you know all right we see you we see you so then eventually it got to the point where you know it was just getting serious and then you know, of course, Cardi, she's quick at the mouth. So she just say whatever and however she feels. And, and it's just that. And I remember watching an interview where somebody asked her, I guess, how the engagement went or, you know, well, I guess how he proposed or, you know, how it went about. And she basically said they was just in a big argument and she told him to prove his love by Asking her to marry him. And the fool got down there and proposed. My thing is, if you want to be in a big heated argument and you want somebody to prove they love and you want them to propose to you and they do just that in that heat heat of the moment, like that's not that's not genuine. That's not um it's just not realistic. Like <laughs> Pretty much it was done to just be like, all right, I'm going to just do this so I can shut your mouth. And that's what I felt when I heard her say that in that interview. So I'm just like, okay, that wasn't the right way to do that. And I don't see it lasting long. And that's because whenever you propose to somebody, you got to understand when you get married, that's a whole different commitment from being boyfriend and girlfriend. 
And they both was young at the time. And really, they still young. Still finding out who they are. They're big celebrities. So, they're not going to have enough time as, you know, people without the whole public figure life to get themselves together, figure out who they are, figure out what's going on, different things like that. So, I just didn't see it happening. And then, Offset don't seem like that type person that's like really going to be faithful in the relationship anyway. He just gives off that vibe. And it been, it's been proven that he does have that vibe. And he he is just not faithful. And it's been shown. And she should have left him alone that first time. But of course, you can't tell people or um, make people see how certain things are. And if she loved him, she loved him. She took him back. Okay, cool. Whatever it is that rocks your boat, keep going with it. At the end of the day, like I said from the beginning, I wasn't going to stay on this topic long because it it, it wasn't far-fetched. Um, I think a lot of people, if you're kind of like happy with the fact or think that it's cute to just bash what's going on, then do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, it's not cute. And don't be mad when people start coming at you crazy. That's all I got to say on the matter because I've been seeing a lot of people on these, um, well, on the trending topic or whatever when it first happened. And, you know, just different ones speaking on it and saying certain things. And, of course, a lot of people was just like me where they felt as though Offset wasn't good for her in the first place. But however it goes, I just wish her the best. If she finds somebody else, hopefully they'll treat her better than Offset did. And I hope that she grows up and finds some type of maturity because I'm pretty sure it wasn't all Offset. Because when you're in a relationship, nine times out of ten, it's 50-50. Somebody doing something the next person don't like and you just always argue and it just never works out and sometimes you got it where it's mainly one-sided but at the end of the day like i said i wish them best of the luck and that's just it on that topic another topic i would like to speak on that i'm not gonna stay on long is the whole um megan the stallion and tori lane situation i mean everybody kind of knew that tori shot her like that wasn't far-fetched either And then she got on Instagram and, you know, pretty much outed the fact that, yeah, he did shoot me. And if his team and him included was like bashing her and she came out and said, I mean, really, nobody can't call her a snitch because, I mean, technically she the victim. (laughs) Like, come on. And if they playing you and constantly make it seem like, you know, you just crazy. That's not far fetched. That person is going to speak out on it. And then now he wants to apologize. Well, he did apologize, but he did it through text. And, you know, I just felt like if the case was still open and she did that publicly, publicly, I mean, it's already out. So people know that he shot her. And so, I mean, I'm looking at it like, okay, well, she went publicly. You can go publicly since publicly that night you shot her in the foot and it went viral like you might as well just come out and apologize to her publicly and just 
take acknowledgement and whatever happens, happens. If you end up going to jail, then so be it. Um, I hate to say it like that or, you know, make it seem like it's harsh or whatever the case is. But sometimes it's no other way to put it. You just got to take some type acknowledgement and just acknowledge the fact that you did wrong, which he did. Um, he apologized. It could be more sincere. Um, because I mean, you can't, you don't really know whether she's been answering the phone or responding to text messages or whatever the case is. And nine times out of 10, she probably just don't want nothing to do with him, which is also understandable. But at the end of the day, you know, just, you got a platform, use it, go public about it. And however it falls, it falls. But that's all I had to say on that matter. And if you would like to be a part of any of my episodes, feel free to DM me on the podcast page at DLo Speaks on Twitter. Or you can hit me on my personal page if you follow me on Twitter at AskMeSucker. And I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of DLo Speaks.